0: Welcome to Preschool and Beyond, a podcast where we tackle some of the most common and the most challenging issues facing preschool age children and their families. Recording from Discovery Child Development Center is your host, Mike DeLott. Hi, and welcome to episode 25 of Preschool and Beyond, Staying Safe in the Sun. As we its summer, many of our listeners will soon be enjoying time with their family outdoors, whether at the beach, pool, park, or backyard. While this is often a great time of year for spending quality time as a family and making lasting memories, it's also especially important during the summer months to make sure you're protecting your child from the potential dangers from the sun. Dr. Heather Lample from Cary Dermatology Center in Cary, North Carolina, is here with us today to talk about how you can best keep your child safe from the sun. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Lample. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So let's start off talking about why is it so important for parents to really be mindful of their child's exposure to the sun? So I think there's quite a
1: few reasons why, but I'd say the main reason is because the, the a little bit over 50% of our cumulative uh, sun exposure is before age 18. So I think number one is doing what we can before they're out on their own. Um, and so we're doing some of that protection, especially when they're little. Um, beyond that, I think it's also just like anything else, getting them to eat healthy, um, getting them into doing you know, good, healthy, safe behaviors, and kind of teaching them that sun protection is actually something that will help them later in life as well.
0: Okay. So so those sunburns that you might get at, a, at, a, at age eight, that's something that could affect you later on?
1: Absolutely. Um, we have found that even one sunburn um, in, in childhood or later, but childhood specifically, um, may increase your risk for skin cancers and specifically melanoma. Oh, wow.
0: Uh So when you decide that you are going to use sunscreen, which you should be doing, it can be confusing. There's so many different products now at the drugstore, different... There's now up to, I don't know, 200 and how do you make sense of it? Like what does SPF mean and what should you be looking for when choosing a sunscreen?
1: Sure. It's absolutely confusing. Absolutely. I understand that. And new products are coming out every day. If you've been to your local pharmacy or, um, you know, CVS or what, or, you know, I have a, 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 no Alliance or so target Walmart, whatever you've noticed that it's like a, an entire aisle of sunscreen yeah. and then they kind of put them in other areas too. Mm-hmm. So it's super confusing. So let's start with what you said um, SPF. So that stands for sun protection factor. So the easiest way of understanding what this is, um, it's basically a measurement of how well the sun, the the lotion, um, cream, or otherwise, um, protects you uh, from the sun, and it's particularly UVB rays. So if you kind of go back to, if you remember physics, I'm not sure if you do, but there's there's visible light, Uh which makes it so you can see, um, and then there's UVA. UVB, and UVC. So UVC gets filtered by clouds. We don't have to worry about that. But UVA (laughs) and UVB are the ones that we care about in dermatology. Um, So UVA are the ones that penetrate a little bit deeper. Um, And so when you see a, a sunscreen that says broad spectrum Um, that's what you're looking for because it's going to cover both uva and uvb Um, however the spf number that really um, only applies to the uvb protection so it's a little bit confusing it's confusing to me too in fact i brushed up on this before i came just Mm -hmm. so that i I gave you the correct answer Um, so spf think of this let's say so someone who's very fair-skinned they may burn in this in the sun um in about five to ten minutes let's use 10 just as a good number so if, you, if they normally would burn without skin, skin protection in about 10 minutes out in the sun, if they were wearing an SPF of 10, then it would take 10 times 10, so 100 minutes for them to then burn. That's what the SPF factor essentially mm-hmm. means. Because remember, it's UVB. That doesn't mean that they are getting any coverage from UVA. Okay. So it's very confusing. Um, but that said, um, it's, it, that's how it's supposed to work. But it is actually a, um, it's, it's somewhat of a, of a scale that is not linear. So we always think of, okay, 30, 60, everything's double. It's yeah. not. Okay. Um, it's actually not a linear association. So in any case, it's a little bit confusing, but it's a way of measuring UVB
0: protection. So are you better off? I know it's 60 is not yes. going to necessarily, it will not be doubly <laughs> exactly. as good as 30, but are you still better off getting that higher number?
1: This is a million dollar question. <laughs> um, so the answer is yes and no. Um, we'll start with that. Um, the, it's, it's good if you have something 30 or higher. I know one of, the, one of the things we had discussed, what would I recommend? I always say in my, my clinic, get at least SPF 30 or higher. And the reason why particularly is because we don't put enough on so at the very least you're going to be getting about a half to a quarter of the number that's on there so um at you know 30 to 60 certainly i think those are obviously good numbers don't buy the one that's 15 or 10 because you're probably getting a sort of a square root of that so if you're putting enough on 30 is excellent 30 or higher um but yes if you're buying the 100 you're probably not getting a huge amount of difference between that and the 30 if you're putting enough of the 30 on Um, but at least 30 is what i recommend um do higher numbers actually provide better protection? Um, It depends. It depends on the chemicals that are in there. It depends on the child. It depends on the use. Um, And it depends on, um, again, how much you're putting on.
0: And does it matter the way you apply, whether it's those, the lotion versus the sprays versus all the talky. It's gotten so confusing. There
1: are a zillion products out there and this is where it gets super confusing. So now, my The thing that's great about it is that now people can find something they like. Mm-hmm. Where it used to be this cream goopy stuff. Remember back in the day? We yeah. had like the, the blue, you know, nose coat. Right. And, so now we have lots of different options. Um, it even comes in powders. It comes in foams. It comes in sprays, which we'll talk about. Um, creams, lotions, oils. You name it, you can find something you like. But that said, it does it does matter what you put on. Um, sprays have actually been studied very very clearly against like a lotion or a cream. Mm-hmm. We have found that sprays do not protect as well oh, as no, a sprayer so <laughs> like they are, especially with kids. Yeah. <laughs> so I would not say don't get a spray. I would say use it right. Use it appropriately. And the way you would do that, especially with kids, because they're, they're wiggly. Um, so it's kind of a nice thing because you don't have to get all dirty. However, you do need to rub it in. Okay. So that is a big issue. I've seen essentially people get sunburn in the areas they didn't spray. So you'll yep. get these strips of right. spray. So you do you can apply it with that, but you still need to rub it in. Okay. Um, the main issue with sprays in children specifically is that there may be some issue from the propellant. So if you are applying it to your child, try to do it in a big open area. Try to do it where it's well ventilated um, and try if they can hold their breath, that would be outstanding because mm-hmm. you don't want them inhaling the particles. Okay. So it may not actually be the, the lotion, the the spray itself, but the propellant that may be difficult for the lungs. So okay. that was another study. So I don't want you to not use it if that's the only thing you'll use. So please use something, but it sprays right. there's a couple little extra steps to take. Okay.
0: That's good to know yeah. for sure. Uh, so in terms of applying it and applying it correctly, mm-hmm. I know it has a big effect on whether or not it's going to be effective. And I know on there it does say that you should, is it 15, 30 minutes before exposure to the sun? A lot of us get to the beach and then say, you know, oh, no, we need to put your sunscreen on. And of course, the kids want to get into the water immediately. Uh, how important is it to put it on? early.
1: It, idea, these are ideal conditions. So ideally, yes, 20 to 30 minutes before you go out in the sun or in the water would be ideal. So that's ideal conditions. However, I would much rather you put it on immediately before than not at all, mm-hmm. um, but ideally even further than that. The reason why is it needs to actually have time to get absorbed into the skin before it is sweat off or watered off or gets rubbed off. Yeah. So I, that's that's the ideal situation. So yes, perfect. It would be great. And also we were talking about water um, as a segue. Um, they cannot say waterproof anymore. So it used to, back in the day, it used to say waterproof. Now they say water resistant and they'll say up to 80 minutes, up to 60 minutes. So that's actually been tested. Um, so if you are going to have your kids at the pool, um, if they're going to be very sweaty, you may want to use a water resistant one or a sport one. They'll kind of come, they look like that. And it'll say right on the bottle. Um, and that would be ideal to apply ahead of time so that it actually does do its repellent. Once it, once they're out of the, the, um, out of the water um, or they've sweat, um, gotten wet, then I would reapply.
0: So even with the water-resistant yes. ones, you would recommend reapplying right after. Absolutely, yes. Great, and then um, one other thing, kind of about applying. How do you? Is there a general rule to know how, if you're putting enough on?
1: Again, great question. Uh, you should not use the same bottle the entire. Summer. That means you are not using enough. And this is, we are all guilty of this. Um, So I, they've done a good measurement and about for an average size human, which would not be a child, but for a human, um, about a shot glass for the entire body. So that's a lot because it's, they say it's about an ounce. So if you buy an eight ounce, uh, you know, sort of uh, sunscreen, Lotion bottle, um, then that should last you. If you're out and you're reapplying, that should be pretty frequently you're going through those. Yeah. So, um, but that's for an average person. So then, if someone's larger, you're going to be using more. If someone's smaller, you're going to be using you know a little bit less. But more is better. That's all I can say. Definitely.
0: Great. And so for your pool party, you can have yeah. your pool shop party filled with sunscreen We'd lotion. Love that. The shot right? party is not what the dermatologist. Exactly. Just make sure the <laughs> yeah. kids don't
1: drink it. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't want to drink lotion either. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So another thing um, common, I guess, I don't know if it's a myth or not, so we'll ask the doctor, is that you only need it during the times when the sun's the strongest, which typically works out to about I think people say 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is something. Someone told me once is... Is that a myth or it's, is it it's a true? bit
1: of it's a bit of a myth yes um sadly because it would be much yeah. easier yeah <laughs> absolutely um so it, you know we found that you can actually get very strong rays starting at 8am um and it depends on where you live i mean honestly you know you can certainly get burned at 7am at some areas in the united states and other areas yeah. too so it, it depends on the day. Um, but yes, you really should be wearing sunscreen on a regular basis, at least on the face. Um, but if your child is going to be out playing at school, um, as far, you know, in this particular state, we don't have laws that allow them to actually apply at school yet. Right. So applying before they go to school is really the way to go. Great.
0: And then um, in terms of, we were talking before the show that I was out on Sunday at my son's um, soccer game, and it looked like it was a really cloudy day. It was misty, and I know that you can still get burnt on those days, but, you know, I'm like, this is such a miserable day. And then suddenly, as soon as I got to the field, the sun came out, and I left, and a few hours later, I was looking very red, which I know is terrible. So... Um, Cloudy days.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. It- Again, yeah, a myth. It goes with the 10 to 4. So what's interesting is that clouds actually do a great job of filtering the visible light uh, much better than UVA and UVB. Um, and UVA and UVB are the ones that damage the skin. So B is the one that burns better, uh, burns your skin, and then A can actually cause aging and, and also the damage to the DNA, as can B. So just know that the clouds are filtering the light much better than yeah. the UVA and UVB. Um, it, there's been studies that show about 80% um, gets through the clouds. Of the, of the UVA and UVB, yeah. and you can't necessarily feel that or see that. Right. So that's, yeah, so even on cloudy days.
0: Yeah, so in yeah, some ways in... probably <laughs> riskier those days because the other Absolutely. days you might do a, take a lot more precautions than you would yes. on a cloudy day.
1: Absolutely, and it happens all the time. I see it in my clinic all the time.
0: Uh, another thing, kind of going back to sunscreen, and um, my son, who is three now, cries when he sees sunscreen and we um don't know what to do at this point sorry because well it's not that he just doesn't like having it on it's that his eye he's very sensitive to it um his grandmother is as well like the other day he woke up after and his um he couldn't open his eyes and you know we traced it now it's been a few times after applying sunscreen so I know we still want to put sunscreen on him for people that are really sensitive To sunscreen, what advice do you have?
1: As these are all really valid and and common complaints, Um, so it really is finding the right sunscreen for him. Um, Sensitive skin people are very common. There's eczema, there's just dryness, there's sort of family history of having issues. So there's allergies and then there's irritations. And many of the sunscreens are very irritating. So what we try to do is find the right fit. And it may take, you know, 20, 30, $40 till you find the right right one. Mm -hmm. You know, your dermatologist also may have samples of things to try first. I always recommend trying instead of on the face, maybe trying on the the soft part Mm -hmm. of the arm, kind of where you usually get blood drawn, Right. kind of put that on them. You could use that, you know, sort of a test. You could do that daily, make sure they're not rashing there before you actually put it on the entire face so that's one option Um, but there are certain brands that tend to have um and and, uh, tend to have more sensitive uh uh, sensitive products and and again there's no one size fits all so this is Mm -hmm. not certainly you know the golden rule but vana cream is one brand that's meant for people who have a lot of allergies Uh Um, so that's one of my favorites that we we usually give out samples of that for people to try Um, you know things that say baby and mineral um yeah. those are ones that tend to have fewer ingredients in general if you look at the uh, and we'll talk about specific mineral versus chemical but mineral is um a there's mineral mineral sun, sunscreens they don't call them sunblock anymore but sunscreens and then there are chemical sunscreens mm-hmm. um for sensitive skin patients and in general i think that mineral does a better job uh-huh. um there's you've heard of zinc oxide or titanium dioxide those are the two main minerals used in the united states um and you'll see those on the ingredient list it'll say active ingredients it'll and if you flip it around sometimes it'll actually even advertise mineral based um so zinc oxide titanium dioxide why do i like those well they reflect light and they just lay on the top layer of skin some of the chemical blockers such as the avobenzone oxybenzone octanoxate things like that um what the way they work is they actually get incorporated into the skin and they absorb light um Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of there's actually a photochemical. uh, reaction that occurs and mm-hmm. that can actually cause burning and irritation. Mm-hmm. So I tend to stick with the mineral um in general for patients um if they ask me what I recommend and then also for children and then also for people who are sensitive. So I'd start with that. Um, anything that says baby or mineral I like um a, a couple another brand is that uh, like for instance uh Elta ELTA MD they make a UV pure. Um there is another one that I tend to like by Neutrogena. It's pink and white and it's the free and clear. So if mm-hmm. you see um, or pure and free excuse me um so if you see something that says pure free those kinds of words those buzzwords baby they tend to have fewer ingredients that are irritating but always test if you can if especially in the kid who's very irritated
0: great um so i'll put links to some of those um, brands that you mentioned are many mineral ones mineral based ones ones that you could find commonly in the drugstore these ones that you would get from like a, a dermatologist or get a I don't know if any of them are prescription based. Or. Sure,
1: sure. No, great question. Um, yes, they are available at your local pharmacy. Um, some are a little bit higher end, and so the, the price point might be a little bit higher. But they're also the, usually usually they're a little bit less white. So oh. my 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 adults tend to like the little bit fancier ones however neutrogena just came out with one for um this is particularly um a little bit clearer that it's the ultra sheer mineral um and so that has a mineral base but maybe not for my super sensitive patients Mm -hmm. but it's one that's kind of a well tolerated um so yeah they're they're becoming more widely available but there's the beautiful thing is there's internet now yeah. Um, and so you can actually yeah get a lot of these. Right. Um, so, But mineral is available. You just have to seek it out. Okay. And it'll be advertised as such.
0: Great. Yeah. Well, that's something I just learned today. Great. I didn't realize Great. That I'm glad to help. Excellent. Uh, so for people like me that, you know, with my sunburn on Sunday, if yes. your child ends up getting a sunburn, are there steps that you can take to either... One, give them comfort, but two, sure. also minimize potential dangers later. Sure. Um, of course, the
1: question is how severe is the sunburn? Right. Obviously, if your child is you know not taking in water, is throwing up, um, then obviously they probably need to seek care. However, right. if we're talking about your average, right. you know, sort of painful pink that turns into like a brown and then right. it sort of peels, um, then for that you really want to work on um, cooling off the skin. So it might be nice to have just a, like a, a cool bath. You can even add a little bit of oatmeal, mm-hmm. um, like an oatmeal soothing bath. Um, you don't want to scrub a lot. Don't use any abrasive cleansers, um, you don't want to try to get the skin off per se. You want to use something when they get out immediately. Leave a little bit of moisture on and just just do a lot of emolliation, a lot of moisturizing. Mm-hmm. Gentle, like as you talked about, for for you know sort of gentle emolliation, even something as simple as Vaseline, mm-hmm. um, petroleum jelly. Um, there's products that are meant for sensitive skin patients. um, um CeraVe, C E R A V E, Cetaphil's, mm-hmm. but something very very bland mm-hmm. and something thick. And you may want to apply it a couple times a day. If the very uncomfortable. You of course could give them a little Tylenol if that's something in your Mm -hmm. wheelhouse and you feel comfortable with that. Um, but ultimately kids bounce back pretty quickly.
0: Good. Um, so, uh, another thing we're seeing a lot more of is clothing that says sun protective or SPF shirts and, um, a whole, um, for basically every part of your body now. So how effective are these products in, um, giving you sun protection?
1: You know, I am so excited about these products. One because it makes it so much easier to cover your skin and cover your kid's skin without right. You know, either, yeah. getting, I love uh, the rash and guards exactly, for that reason, So much absolutely. less. Absolutely, I, I love them. So them. this makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, so uh, first of all, that, so that's not the beginning. And they've become much more comfortable, and they've become much more durable. Yeah. Um, they become much more available. Yeah. So I am very, very excited about this part. Um, so in any case, they are they are very. Um, they are very uh, protective, and they, they tend to last for years, which is nice. The The main issue is that if the weave tends to start to stretch um, or they start to get worn down, that's when you need to replace them. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, they, they're actually measured in UPF, um, which is – Somewhat similar to SPF, but they protect and you do not need to reapply. That's the beauty of it. And no, you do not need to put sunscreen on underneath them. Um, so that's really yes. great. As long as they fit appropriately, yeah. then you're, you're going to be doing a great job with your kids and yourself. Um, I recommend these for adults. I wear them myself. Um, so yes, there are short sleeve, there are long sleeve. Um, and uh, so I, I am a huge proponent of these for swimming yep. um, and for surfing and for going to the beach because you don't have to reapply. Yeah. It's fabulous. And it keeps them cooler, actually. Um, so when, on especially the hot days, Yes, it's hot to put on, but as soon as they're in the pool, as soon as they're in the the ocean, and um, the cooling water actually keeps them cooler. So you just have to kind of... It's a behavior, right? Yep. Anything's a behavior. And I think that if the parents get involved in wearing them, then also the kids kind of feel like, okay, that's just the way it is.
0: Yeah. And I definitely um, appreciate they are becoming more widely available. I remember a few years ago, yeah. we were in Hilton Head, and I got a really bad burn on my chest and back, and I said, you know, we were going to be at the beach for four more days. So I went around to all yeah. these stores in Hilton Head, and they did not have a single men's rash guard then. And now... You know, I see them a lot more around.
1: Yes. And some of the big brands have gotten into them. Uh, you know, the Nikes, the Speedos. Um, I've even seen them at Costco. I mean, it's it's very yeah. exciting. Uh, so, yes, I, I'm a huge proponent of this, especially for kids and especially for your fussy kids.
0: Great. So in addition to getting your sunscreen on, wearing a rash guard at the pool and beach, are there any other steps parents should be taking when outside in the summer heat or even spring, fall? I know year-round right. you want to be.
1: Yeah. One thing we didn't really talk about is hats. Um, mm-hmm. So I am a huge proponent of wide-brimmed hats. So, yeah, people will wear baseball hats, which does a little bit, but the, what that will only do is pretty much protect the scalp and then sort of the upper forehead. But if you're wearing a wide-brimmed hat, that does a much better job for the face, the nose, the ears. Um, mm-hmm. So I would look into trying, especially for um, being not in the water per se, although they do make water hats. Um, but that said, either having a um, like a gaiter that covers the neck um, or a wide-brimmed hat. Um, mm-hmm. So hats are one of the things I really do like to use. Um, and they have ones that are vented, so it's not quite quite as hot as they used to be so everything's getting better um but that's another thing to add to your arsenal including you wearing the hat and the sunscreen so you do both it's not an either or
0: great and i know um this is not a dermatologist area necessarily but uh (laughs) Wearing sunglasses. Absolutely.
1: Yes. Thank you for, for mentioning that. Absolutely. Because we, we do see a lot of skin cancers around the eyes and in the eyes. Um, plus, it can help protect from pat- cataracts and, and other, other issues with the eye. So, absolutely. So, thank you for bringing that up. Do make sure when you buy your sunglasses that they say 100% UV protection. Because uh-huh. some of the more fashion, fashion sort of ones, they don't say that. So, that means that they probably are not. Yeah. So, Great.
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, any other advice for parents for making this summer safe for their child yes
1: getting getting good behaviors it's never right. too late to establish a new behavior um, and you can always use rewards you yeah. can have them choose their rash guard yeah. that's one of the things they've gotten so fun they have great catalogs we can give some links on uh-huh. them um, but there's some there's some really attractive ones they have matching ones they have suits that actually have them in, you know incorporated so it's it's gotten a lot more stylish so if you give your child a sort of some input into it sometimes they you know maybe they want the crab one or maybe yeah. they, so maybe they'll if they have an input into the hat or the sunglasses, you know the sunglasses or the, the shirt, that might be helpful. Um, adults, you know, wearing sunscreen daily on the face is really important because um, that's not something we were taught when we were mm-hmm. little. So um, it's never too late. Um, wear hats, wear sunblock. Um, remember, when you're driving, you're still getting sun. Yeah. So for adults, make sure that you're, you know, kind of covering the, the hands with some sun, sunblock, neck, um, upper chest for women especially. That's areas we forget. Men forget the back of the neck. Um, but other than that, it, just trying to get good, healthy behaviors in your children, and it's never too late and don't give up.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. So- so that brings us to our final portion of our show, the show and tell segment, where our guests will share an additional tip, recommendation, or advice for listeners. Um, so, Dr. Lampel, do you have something to share for us? Sure.
1: Uh, so, a couple things that uh, questions that come up pretty commonly in my clinic, uh, both from adults and from kids. So, one question is, when should my kids see a dermatologist? Um, so that's that's a it's a great question, and it's it's probably one that's a little bit um, sort of in the gray area. Um, so if there's a family history of skin cancer, meaning first degree relative, um, then I would say it may not be a bad idea to have them checked once, um, and then that the dermatologist can decide whether they need to be seen more frequently. Um, another, t- another issue is if you see something on your child that is um, odd to you or odd to your primary care doctor, your pediatrician, um, then I would have it checked out. So if there's something new or growing, um, it might not be a bad idea to get it checked out. Better to be safe than sorry. Um, and then uh, do know that if your children have a lot of moles in childhood um they uh probably will have more moles later in life so uh moles are somewhat determined by genetics, but also somewhat by environment, all the more reason to protect your child. Um, but if there are any concerning lesions, of course, have them checked out. Um, but your pediatrician can certainly be a good judge of that, too. But just bring it up, because it's, it's, there's so many things in the pediatric visit that if, you know, if, the, right. if it's not something you bring to the attention, it may not be something that gets gets addressed. Um, and then for adults, uh, that's another question I get is, when should I be checked? Um, again, sort of the same ideas. Um, if there's something that is uh, sort of bother, you know, bothering you or changing, something that's not healing, um, then definitely definitely come in just to get checked. Um, and then you can decide at that point whether you ever need to be seen again. Um, but beyond that, you know, good, safe sun protection um, is, is definitely going to help decrease the need for a dermatologist. Um, but that said, we also are, are all made a little bit differently. Um, and how we were raised and so on also affects, you know, the nature and nurture. Um, so just just know that uh, skin is, uh, you only get one set. <laughs> so the skin you're in, we have to take care of. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming in today. Um, I thought this this topic is so timely as we enter summer and i learned a whole lot about keeping children and myself safe this summer so thank you very much my pleasure we'll put a link to what we talked about on our show page discoverychilddevelopmentcenter.com slash podcast um, as well as our facebook page facebook.com slash preschool and beyond uh, thanks for listening today and we will see you again in two weeks